I'm Joe Jacobson at Wickham Wanderers, and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the latest edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show. Uh, in the next hour, you'll hear from Matt Bloomfield a couple of times, uh, speaking post-Tuesday night in the fantastic win over... I do say fantastic a lot, don't I? Someone point that out. Uh, the West Ham's under-21 in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy last 16 tie. Uh, that was Adams Park. The draw uh, for the quarterfinals is tomorrow evening at 6.30. Although, if you're listening on the podcast, it might have happened. <laughs> depending on when you're listening, of course. Uh, we'll get the thoughts of Phil as well with our match briefing. Look ahead to the visit of Lincoln. Here from manager Matt Bloomfield again, speaking uh, to uh, us at the press session a little earlier on today. With big thanks to the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association, we'll be uh, speaking live to uh, Mark West, who will be joining us. Really looking forward to uh, catching up with him. He's been on the show before, February 2021. I haven't got an excellent memory. I had to look it up. Um, but really looking forward to uh, catching up with him. And also... From Wickham Wanderers Women, we'll catch up with uh, Crystal Follett, who, uh, when she came to the club, was a striker and is working her way backwards. Um, she's been in the midfield and now currently occupying the right back position as well. Uh, but uh, as you'll hear, uh, <laughs> not prepared to go too much further back in terms of uh, uh, between the sticks. But uh, she might perhaps go forward again. Uh, you never know. Uh, we'll find out that and uh, bring you some other club news as well. Uh, we'll have a bit of a notice board section with Luke. Uh, lots to bring you as well. Uh, so, yes, I think you'll enjoy it. I hope you'll enjoy it. Otherwise, we've essentially failed. Uh, first, though, uh, let's chat to Phil and uh, bring you up to date with uh, what happened on Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, it was a really good game. Um, really good game, in fact. Um, so, yeah, it was cold, but um, when you win and it's a decent game to watch, then you don't feel the cold quite so much. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was a really good evening. And, you know, going into the game, looking at, you know, the stats and, and researching the young West Ham team, it was a really good result on reflection because they were 16 unbeaten you know, included with games in this competition against League One and League Two teams. And, you know, they, they stuffed Colchester in the last round. They stuck four past Cheltenham, beat Newport County uh, and another team as well that escapes me. But um, they've done really, really well. So um, I think the start that Wickham made on the night really set the tone. And yeah, um, just a great night all round, really. And, you know, as much as fans aren't really enamoured with this competition at the very opening stages, certainly the group games, etc., people are now starting to sort of check their calendars and think, oh, look, you know, we're two games from Wembley. Um, maybe this competition isn't quite so bad after all. And uh, Mr Jeeves, of course, who was summarising with you, mentioned a heater. Uh, that, I'm sure, was something which added to your comfort on the night. Yes, well, that wasn't um, performing quite as well as the team was, unfortunately. Um, so, and also, I was on the wrong side for some reason. I'm showing far too much hospitality uh, by letting uh, Jeevesy, our uh, co-coms, be the side where the heater was. Uh, I don't know what's happened there. I'm going to have to get a longer lead so I can move the heat around to my side. But yeah, I didn't really feel much benefit of that, I'm afraid. But, um, you know, and also because the Frank Adams stand is closed as well. So yeah, it's, uh, that adds to the kind of remoteness uh, of the whole thing. But uh, yeah, hopefully, um, you know, if we have another, at least uh, another home or maybe even two home games left in this competition, uh, we can see more people coming out to see, see the game. And that will help with your insulation as well. Exactly that, yeah, safety in numbers. <laughs> I didn't mean for this chat to be mostly mostly sort of thermal based. But <laughs> but but Saturday's set to be a bit milder, I believe, so you should be all right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, afternoon game as well, so you know, we we might even 
get a glimpse of the sun at some point uh, during that game. But yeah, that should be fiercely competitive as well. Looking at the table, you know, just three points behind Lincoln, who are a few places above Wickham. It's getting pretty congested in there. So I think if Wickham can now start to, to, to string a through wins together, it will dramatically improve the league position, which I think will help psychologically for, for the fans, if nothing else. Um, they would like to see that. But also, you know, we've seen that the, the, the way that the performances have been going and it's no coincidence that it's with players coming back from injury, being available to selection again and, and, and Sam Vokes, you know, back out on the pitch as he has been for a little while now, but but match fit and, and scoring. So he's had an, an excellent last couple of games and has started to find the back of the net and hopefully it can be a really good run for him between now and the end of the season. And in further non-insulation news, uh, back to, to to Tuesday and a debutant goal for a debutant is, is a fantastic thing to, to get the fans excited as well. Look, everyone loves a story as well, certainly at Wickham Wanderers. And it's a great story, the Richard Kone story. It's been quite a long saga in terms of getting him available to play. And he's been around the, the training ground this season whilst waiting for the paperwork, etc., and all the other bits and pieces. And, and then the uh, waiting for the transfer window to then reopen so the signing could be officially ratified by the EFL. So he's had to be patient. But he played fantastically on Tuesday night. Obviously, the goal is the headline. Uh, lovely finish. But I think I think the first time he touched the ball was on the right wing in the first minute. Skinned his man and, and stuck in an absolute peach of a cross. And, you know, his, his overall gameplay had Wickham Wanderers fans incredibly excited. Those that were there and those that were watching on from home or listening in. And it's really encouraging. But, you know, as a young lad, it was interesting... Talking to, to, to Matt Bloomfield after the game, he kind of tempered it a little bit by saying that, you know, obviously we were very excited, but there's stuff to work on as well. And that's going to be the key to this is, is managing the expectation, managing him as a player and, and making sure that we develop him and, and bring him in in the right way. He's clearly a, an incredibly gifted lad. And if you're a striker and you, and you score regularly, you become a hero very, very, very quickly. And it's lovely to see the excitement of the fans um, around Richard as, as the game uh, develops on Tuesday and you know even just to see him announcing the squad last Saturday there was a real sort of buzz and murmur of excitement around that too he didn't get on but we saw what he could do on Tuesday night and, and he's given the gaffer something to think about on Saturday so you know as, as I just alluded to we mentioned Richard in, in the post-match on Tuesday and uh, understandably it was a very happy Matt Bloomfield we spoke to after that win against West Ham We analysed the squad after Burton it was a heavy pitch some big players for us who we felt the right thing was to do was to, to rotate slightly. Um, it was an opportunity for a couple of the younger boys and some of the lads who maybe not had enough minutes recently, but um, I thought they performed really well tonight. Um, lots of selection headaches going into the weekend, which is what you want as a manager. Um, and obviously we wanted to win the game. Um, first and foremost, we wanted to win and get through. So um, boxes ticked and um, lots of pleasing stuff to come out of it. And an electric start as well, really took the game to West Ham in that first 10-15. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, Kane's header, then we had a one-on-one. Um, yeah, I thought we we started come out of the blocks quickly. We spoke about, you know, a certain hour ourselves, our physicality on the game, because we knew that, you know, West Ham have a team of real good technicians and we needed to assert ourselves on the game. The boys came out of the blocks and, um, to my mind, we, we sort of created countless opportunities in that opening period, so... Um, yeah, it was good the way we imposed ourselves on the game and um, we should have been further ahead, I thought, than, than what we were. I was going to say, was it a good feeling when we did go 1-0 up because we had been so dominant to that point? Yeah, it was and, and I thought that um, you know we created numerous opportunities that either resulted in shots or nearly moments that maybe could have could have gone further for us and like I say the only disappointing part about the night is that we didn't get ourselves out of sight you know it made for a bit of a nervous end and 
um, bit of excitement at the end that we could have done with avoiding. But um, yeah, slightly slight frustration that we didn't get ourselves further ahead and, and were able to um, enjoy the night. But I thought that um, West Ham played extremely well. We know they've got some, you know, they're going to have some top players of the future. Um, a real, real good group. Some uh, some good people, um, obviously with Fred's dad, Steve, and just been chatting to them in there. I think they've got some real big players of the future. So it was invaluable for their group um, to play against our physicality, and it was and it was a real good game. Talk to me about Richard Kone as debuts go. Pretty good. Yeah, very good. Um, you know, it's why we've waited so long for Richard. You know, it's been ongoing since pre-season. You know, um, we've had to be really, really patient. Um, lots of things to sort, um, but. Yeah, he's a boy that's worth waiting for because we think he has big potential. So I'm not going to put too much expectation and hope on his shoulders because there's lots of work to be done with him, but some, um, some very promising signs. A big step up, but as a striker, to get that first goal in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy, any first-team fixture, is a huge sort of weight off the shoulders straight away. Yeah, I think that maybe out of possession and um, you know, in, in terms of the teamwork um, and the team set-up, there is some work to do, but in terms of knowing where the back of the net is and that individual bit of brilliance that he's got, he has that, he possesses that. We've seen that in pre-season, we've seen that in training in the, the months that we've been waiting to get his signing over the line. So, yeah, he has a real composure in front of goal, he can finish off both feet. So, um, yeah, some real real promising signs. And along with the development squad as well, Declan Skura, Christy Ward, first time we've seen minutes for them for, for quite some time, in Christy's case especially. Yeah, Christy, bless him, has had, you know, um, he came back pre-season with a bit of tendonitis. Then he, he got himself going and rolled his ankle in training, which was no fault of anybody. It's just one of those things that happens in football. Deco has missed a lot, uh, big chunks of time with injury since we've been back in the building. But they're, they're, those two boys are, uh, are boys who we think could have a big future for our football club and we have to keep pushing them forward and keep giving them opportunities. So um, quite how their development looks over the next few months, whether that's more first-team football here or whether it's a loan to keep moving their football forward, I think it's really important for their development that they have continued minutes. So um, really pleased with what they've you know what they put in tonight. I think that because um, they're limited minutes, they started to run out of steam a little bit. So, but yeah, two uh, two promising performances from those two. And folks, Lee He and Gareth McCleary, Jack Grimmer, all off the bench as well, and, and two teams looking to me desperate to win this one. Absolutely, yeah. We, you know, obviously we wanted to rotate from the beginning, but it's really important that the senior boys were here and um, were looking to get on the pitch. You know, had they not been playing tonight, we would have been training. So it's good. Good minutes for them to get out on the pitch and, and keep themselves ticking over. So um, it's nice to have that experience to see the game out um, as well. And, you know, could have had a couple of goals themselves. I think goalkeeper pulled off a couple of real good saves from Lukey and G-Mac. So, yeah, good to have those guys in. Um, you know, we've got a real good group. I keep saying it. Um, lots of real good people in that change room who want to do well. And um, progressing this competition is obviously good for the atmosphere and it's it's good for the continuity. One defeat in seven. Now we're, we're, uh, we're moving on. Yeah, bouncing into the league on Saturday. Yeah, we have to. We have to be ready to go again. Lincoln, good team. Um, but we've, we've come off a good performance at Burton. I'm still feeling slightly frustrated that we didn't get all three points because we, we absolutely deserve to. Um, but, you know, we have to make sure we recover right. Um, lots of competition for places, which, which is what you want. Um, we have to be ready to go on Saturday. And also something which, I, which stood out to me in the, in the commentary as well was, uh, Brian mentioned, didn't he, that it's, it's a kind of a group ethic and a group win for, for the team. So, well, that's a different competition. It, it can really help for the, the three games unbeaten in the league as well. Yeah, and like I said earlier on, we've got players coming back now and they need competitive minutes to kind of put themselves in the window, not the transfer window, but the, the uh, you know, in, in terms of the mind of the manager, Matt Bloomfield, in, in his league selection. So, you know, Declan Skura, the young centre-back, was excellent. Chris Farino, who's been unlucky with illness. 
uh, an injury and this seasonal illness on, on Boxing Day, which meant he, he missed out at Exeter. And then we've seen now Taff and, and Joe Lowe starting a, a really good sort of partnership at the back there, and, and which means Chris is having to be patient to get back in. But what a great performance of him on Tuesday night to give the manager something to think about going into Saturday as well. Um, you know, Kane Vincent Young, uh, left wing back on on Tuesday night, he's a flexible player, but he's, he's a player that's worked incredibly hard to get back uh, from, from a nasty injury this season uh, and, and to get himself back in the squad as well. And, you know, and then there's... Like I say, there's there's people, you know, Josh Gowan who's ticking over whilst he goes through his suspension, you know, an incredibly Josh Gowan esque performance on Tuesday too. So things starting to look good. I think, you know, nice headaches for the manager to have. I think, you know, the the some of the issues of, of injuries earlier in the season would have been very difficult to deal with. Um, but now this is the nice problem, isn't it, of then them all hopefully all coming back at the same time and then it's then them working out the best system, the best team, the best players to, to deliver the results we all want on a Saturday. And David Wheeler once again demonstrating his versatility uh, on Tuesday night as well. Yeah, look, what a great pro! What a great pro to have around the building. And you know, there was this is this like one of those sort of characters and one of those sorts of players. Is if you ask something of him, you know, you're going to get hundred percent. And you know, he's got that sort of football intelligence as well to be able to play more than one position, several more than one position, um, really, really well. And yeah, I thought he was excellent on on Tuesday night as well and gives some excellent cover in that midfield position. Um, I think Wickham fans love watching Josh Gowan and Freddie Potts together. Obviously, that can't happen for the next two league games. But having someone of the calibre of David Wheeler waiting in the wings, um, or even on the wings at some point, uh, is, is a really, really good tool to have. And the, the visit of Lincoln, of course, on, on Saturday, I, I guess they won't be wanting to, to be facing a Wickham side at this, at this time, who are, who are having a, a real kind of resurgence, it feels. Yeah, they've they've got a sticky run in the league. They've lost four in the bounce. You know, they've been busy in the in the transfer window already. You know, they signed a striker outside of the window. They've had to wait a bit like a bit like us with Richard Kone. They signed an exciting young lad from the League of Ireland. He's now available to play. Um, Freddie Draper, who was, you know, he's their player. They've recalled from Walsall. He's been banging the goals in League Two. He had a fantastic start to the season down in League 2 he's back uh, and then Joe Taylor is, is a player that's done really really well for Colchester and, and you know as delighted as Wickham fans are that Colchester are doing so badly in League 2 uh, this guy scored 12 goals in a, in a really struggling se- uh, team which uh, so he's obviously someone uh, that's to be watched on, on Saturday and he, I've been watching his goals he's a, he's a real poacher in the penalty area so Wickham will have to be very alert on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, so they've had a lot of injuries themselves, Lincoln City, especially in the forward position. So their fans are quite buoyant um, about the start of the January transfer window. Hopefully, it's uh, it's a lot of change for them and it takes a bit of time for them to sort of settle in and work out playing patterns, etc. Um, we don't really want to hit them, for them to hit the ground running on Saturday, obviously. But, um, but you know, we've got our own, um, you know, we've got Richard Kone, um, we've got Sam Vokes in great form. Um, I think we've got enough to concentrate on in terms of our own qualities to, to get the three points and, and continue this poor run for Lincoln City in the league. Uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. Brilliant to speak to you. Thank you very much for your time. Always a pleasure, Colin. Great chatting to Phil, of course, and don't forget you can hear an extended version of his chat with the manager after the West Ham Under-21 game on Wanderers TV, where you can also hear more from uh, David Wheeler. We started the game with really good intent and we had we had so many chances. We, we obviously would have liked to have been a bit more clinical, but the, the intent that we had and the front foot um, aggression that we had was, was really good. Doing our research coming into this game, it, it looked like the West Ham were were the favourites maybe an hour half of the draw because they've done so well, 16 unbeaten in all competitions tonight. But but that, like you said, that start was electric. It really put them on the back foot. 
Yeah, I think towards the end they started to show their quality and show why they they've done so well lately and the good players that they I mean they're so young as well they they played so well for the, for their ages as well which you know is is really prom- promising for for West Ham but yeah, I think the first first half first half an hour we 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 could have been out of sight and we we probably should have been. You know, it could have been 6 or 7 1 or it could have been two all like so. Yeah. Uh, a, a dream debut for Richard Kone as well. Took his goal very well. Yeah, Rich is, is that, that was you know classic classic Rich performance. I thought you know he's he's so he's so direct, so aggressive, so forward thinking, um, and he works so hard as well. And yeah, I, I think he fully deserved his goal and and nearly had one or two more. So yeah, it was really really exciting to see him play. I'm really pleased for him, and and yeah, hopefully he's keeps that form up. And it's clearly something that we're taking very seriously because as the subs came on, we were looking more and more like the first team that, that played on Saturday. Yeah, I think across the board, the squad's so strong now. It's getting stronger and stronger. I think the first half of the season, we had a lot of really bad luck with injuries. And I think hopefully the form's going to show with the strength of the squad that we're going to have pretty soon. You know, we've got the likes of like Jason McCarthy coming back, Jasper coming back and... I think it's it's going to be really good competition for places, and it just it just it's just another game as well for for lads like those two coming back to to be involved in, which is which is really positive for for team morale as well. Uh, two games away from Wembley, I think we're into the quarterfinals. I think the draws on Friday. Uh, can we dare to dream of a trip to the Arch? Uh, classically, you just got to win the next game, haven't you? You got to focus on the next game. There's, you know, we'd be the same as going out in the group stage. So, like, yeah, we just got to focus on the next game. I'm hoping we, we get the Seagulls as my my old team. But, um, but yeah, the lads are saying how we don't want them there. They'll, they'll be they'll be class. Um, but I, I mean, obviously, like, but you know, just like anyone's going to be good good in uh, we know we know about the, the teams left that are in our league and and the quality of the the teams like Brighton that are progressing as well. Second part of this week's Wickham Wanderers show. Uh, still to come, we'll hear from uh, Wickham Wanderers manager Matt Bloomfield, who'll be talking to us ahead of the visit of Lincoln City to Adams Park on Saturday. We'll also catch up with Crystal, uh, one of Wickham Wanderers women's players, who's played in a number of positions. Uh, but first, very pleased to welcome to the show someone who has been described on the uh, Wickham Wanderers Ex-Player Association Facebook page in a number of ways, uh, by Alan, for example, uh, who said, I was brought up with stories about him off my nan who is his auntie. Uh, she had many news clippings and pictures she had got over the years of his dad. Uh, also, <laughs> can you guess who it is? Yeah? I didn't mention who it is earlier. Uh, also, uh, Dave uh, says that uh, he saw this person throughout his career, including those High Wycombe schoolboy matches, there's a clue, including a visit to Roker Park, uh, saw him score against West Germany for England schoolboys at Wembley. They took him off early and England lost. Uh, loved watching him play and score for us throughout his career. His Wembley diving header uh, to win the FA Trophy, the pinnacle of his career for us. Uh, I'm very pleased to say that uh, Mark West joins us. Great to chat to you. Thank you so much indeed for your time. Yeah, yeah. It's nice well just the, the welcome, seeing how old I am now. <laughs> <laughs> from from schoolboy to present day. Yeah, exactly. Well, when you think back, like, when I was 15 playing for the schoolboys, well, it's like four, four, nearly 45 years ago. You know, I mean, time flies. And especially as well, it's, it's quite a, a, a apt that we're speaking to, I guess, because um, you know you came from West Ham and, and West Ham's under twenty ones player this week, and, and Richard Kone, I'm sure you, you're interested in his kind of start at the club as well, and, and and be looking out for how well he does with in terms of his progress. Yeah, it's nice when you when you come from non league and you get the opportunity. 
obviously with with West Ham coming down the other day, it didn't matter to me who won. But it, it was lovely that Wickham won and they they progress. Um, obviously, Kevin Keane was probably there um, with with the West Ham youngsters. Um, they're doing really well. It was, it was lovely being at West Ham, and then obviously when you get released, <clears throat> and then you get the opportunity to come and play for Wickham. Yeah, I, I had a great time there as well. It was really good. I mean, I bet you could never have imagined that you'd be scoring over 250 goals, and 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 as mentioned in one of those posts, that you know you'll be you'll be scoring a diving header at Wembley that will be so remembered for years to come. Yeah, no. When when I when I got there at 18 and whatever, I was in the reserves for the first month, and you think, well, it's going to take a bit of time to get into the first team because in in the day there was only one sub as well, so um, you had to be pretty good. And luckily enough, I got my chance. Um, I think I scored in my first three three games. Um, yeah, and just went on from there, really. And such a memorable period for you. As, as I don't want to highlight too much, but uh, such a long time ago. But, but 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 fantastic that fans still talk about you know. I say your, your kind of school schoolboy days as well, and, and those early periods at, at Lokes Park, and of course you were the first first player to score at Adams Park as well. Yeah, yeah, I was quite lucky, really. Um, had some good times at Lokes Park. Um, was lucky enough to still be with Wickham um, when we moved to Adams Park, and um, obviously not Nottingham Forest in the first game. Um, luckily enough, scored from a corner and scored the first game goal at the um, new ground. And that season, we've done really well. Uh, Martin put together a really good side, and um, luckily enough, we won, won, got to Wembley, and I scored the winning goal at, at Wembley in the final against Kidderminster. So, yeah, very lucky. And did it feel like, you know, during your time at the club, it, it, there were sort of eras that you were going through? I don't mean for you personally, obviously, there's the, the, the moustache years and, and obviously the, the, the shorter shorts and the longer shorts and things like that. But, but you know, during the time, sort of players that sort of came away and, and what the club achieved as well? Yeah, to, to move from non-league to um, into the Football League to start with was, was really good. Um, winning the conference and then obviously getting promotion in the playoffs in the first season that, that they got, got promoting, which was really good. And obviously where they are now, to continue the progress that they're doing is um, is really brilliant. And did it feel at the time like you were part of something you know special? And as you say, you sort of making that jump from from the, you know sort of part-time players to to full-time. Yeah, um, yeah. At the time, obviously, you don't realise what, what you're going to be part of. Coming from non-league, it was difficult because only one team got promoted into the into the football league, so it was it was difficult. You had to win the league. Um, the season before, we're drawn. Um, and lost, I think we got over 100 points, and Colchester beat us on goal difference. So to go up the following season was really good. I mean, it's really nice, and I guess great that, you know, as Dave pointed out, that that diving header was a real pinnacle. But are there, are there sort of, and there are so many obviously, but are there any particular kind of goals that really stand out for you or, or occasions for your time at the club? <clears throat> I didn't score many. Well, I did score a few. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't score, I didn't score many from outside the box, actually. The lads, even now, um, they have a laugh with me saying most of my goals were about three yards out, all tappings. Um, I remember, um, I think it was Boxing Day, I scored a 35-yarder against Aylesbury, and it, it was at Lokes Park um, going up the hill to, towards the hospital. Um, I think we beat them 1-0, so that, that was one for me. Like I said, I didn't score many from outside the box. Most of them were like little tappings, just um, reacting to little things that were happening. Um, luckily enough, I had two really good wingers out wide, Dave Carroll and Steve Guppy, that were really good players. And you just sort of, you knew when it was wide to get yourself in the box and hopefully be in the right place at the right time, which is one of the things that I was quite good at, actually, just knowing where to be. 
It does seem like a world away, doesn't it, when you talk about, you know, playing teams like, you know, I remember when I first used to start, you know, going to watch the club and they were playing teams like Fisher Athletic and Roncorn and, and Kettering and, and you say to, like, young fans now who are just used to seeing, you know, sort of League One sides at Adams Park. Yeah. There's a, there's a, to be fair, there's been quite a lot of change in, in the, between the non-league and the football league now, isn't there? A lot of teams that were in the league have come down and a lot of teams that were in the non-league have um, managed to get pr- and progress. Um, I think I think that's really good for football. And really nice as well for former teammates that you know presumably you still keep in touch with, and, and fantastic for the ex players association as well. You know the annual dinner as well, and a real great opportunity for you to kind of you know share your stories and experiences as well. Yeah, we're still still friends with um, Chris and Gups and um, Dave Carroll. They're, they're all on. We've got a little Facebook group that we're all together with. Um, there's a bit of communication in there, a bit of laugh goes on, and it, yeah, it's, it's quite good. And when we get together, it is really nice. Really special that you've all shared those experiences and been through that, as I say, really kind of historical period for the club. Yeah, like I say, when when the lads came through, um, you got players like Keith Ryan who just went on and was just, so, you know, that, that, that proper proper legends. He's come from non-league football, um, and he had the opportunity, and he came through and he scored a goal in the semi-final of the FA Cup. And that's, that's what little dreams are made of. And hopefully the lad who just signed from the non-league, is it Coney? Um, you know, hopefully, you know, he's got the opportunity now. And hopefully he can take it and we'll see him banging a few goals in. Hopefully he'll be scoring over 250 for the club, <laughs> and, uh, making 500 appearances and we'll be speaking to him in about 40 years' time. Yeah, there's not, there's not many people do that now. It's, <laughs> it's a funny funny game now. Most, most players, two or three years in and they leave, don't they? Um, so I, I think, you know... Bloom, the manager now, Matt Bloomfield, obviously he was a, a real good servant for the club. Um, there's not many that did what he did as well. So, you know, he deserves the opportunity, what he's got now, and hopefully he can take the club forward as well. And do you watch out for, you know, I guess particularly strikers and, and young young players who, who are making their way? And Obviously the game is very different, but, but, you know, hoping that they do well and sort of following in your kind of path, if you like. Yeah, always look at the, the first result we look for is the Wickham result. Um, and you're always looking for the, for the young lads that are coming through to start scoring goals. Um, it's, it's a great place to start playing your football. It's a great stadium, great supporters, um, and it's a lovely, friendly club as well. I think that's the thing. It's a real family club, so everybody that plays there, they, they all keep in touch with each other. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully the, lads, the lads can score goals and um, we, can, we can start moving up the table as well. I think it's especially nice from from players, and obviously you know yourself included in this, because you know from Stoke and Church, and obviously played at schoolboy level in in, in Wickham, and it, it's so nice, isn't it, to have like, local people doing well for their local teams? Yeah, it is. Yeah, luckily I, I was lucky when I left West Ham. Obviously, Wickham were a good um, team at the time, so I was able to um, take my chance with them, and they looked after me, which was really nice. And and it is a good club. So any local players that are out there, and you you want to try and play for somebody. Wickham's a great place to start playing your football. And is that something, sort of an ethos you took into management as well, because you, you've been in charge at Tame, and, and it must be great to, to work with and develop other players as well? Yeah, when obviously I've played under quite a few different um, managers, and you, t- you take little bits from all, from all of those, you know, there's good bits and bad bits that you take from, from all of them, and um, yeah, you're always looking out, and when, when, obviously I gave up management this season, it's, it's lovely when you when you get a player and, and you give them the opportunity and they move up a couple of leagues and play at a higher level because at the end of the day, what that, that's what you're there for. And if Wickham can get a couple of players 
and they can progress to a higher level. That's what you're there for. And I imagine as well, this probably isn't the case at all, but I imagine, you know, especially at this sort of stage, you, you, you've got quite a really big, comfy armchair and you can sit back and, and reflect on, on your career and there's a fire burning. And, there's, you know, there's, you can look at your caps and, and really look at old programmes or I'm, perhaps I'm romanticising about this a bit too much. But it must be really nice for you to kind of think back and, and think, think what you achieved. Yeah, yeah, I was quite lucky. I've got a thing on the back on the on the stairs as I go down. I've got my caps in the in the um, front door as we we go out. Um, most most of the the trophies are one are in the loft. The wife won't have them out, but um, it is nice when you walk down and you, and you have a little look and you think, well, yeah, I've played how many games and scored that many goals, and, and it's it's nice to think that you've actually achieved something. And um, when I walk around Wickham, because I still go in Wickham, people still recognise you and say hello to you, even though I'm getting quite old now people people still recognize you and they like to have a chat with which is lovely because i guess at the time it doesn't really register what it means to for people to go and watch you whether it's at lokes park or adams park and, and just see uh, i think as a striker as well it makes a difference doesn't it, with, the, with the goals but but how influential that you were to, to people saturdays or, or tuesday nights yeah no people traveled uh, you know long distances to to watch you so it's always lovely when when people stand and have a chat with you and and you know, I like to have a chat with people and say hello to them if, they, if they're willing to say hello to you. People used to come along to watch Tame and they were Wickham supporters that had been to watch me play. And, um, yeah, it, it's lovely when, when they have a nice travel a chat with you. And great to sort of share in your achievements as well and even things like, you know, being player of the season or, you know, other, other you know, you played for England as well at an international level at, at um, you know, in non-league days as well, which, which must be, as I say, it's really great to look back on. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I was lucky enough to play for the England schoolboys, um, that was live on BBC. I think there was eighty thousand people there, and I was lucky enough to score in that game. Um, obviously, in scoring at Wembley, the winning goal against Kidderminster, something to remember, and then getting the, um, an England cap that season as well. They're, they're really lovely achievements to do, and um, it's things that you remember for the rest of your le- rest of your life. And I guess as well, quite surprising in a way that some of your former teammates as well perhaps didn't get, get to go on to, to achieve quite so much or, or play at a higher level. No, because some of them were really good players. And um, it, it, it's just a little bit of luck sometimes, I think, as well. If somebody likes you um, and you, your face fits with certain people, different managers like different styles of play. Um, and, you know, I think you've just got to fit somebody's style of play and and then you can move on. So, um yeah, luckily enough, I was I was just quite lucky that way. Because, as you mentioned, you were at the club uh, quite a long time and played under a number of managers. Was that uh, sort of easy in a way to to adapt to the, to their different styles and what they wanted? Yeah, and to be fair, it, it was wasn't too bad. It, some of some of the managers were a bit unlucky um, when they you know you have a bad run and then, and they get the sack and whatever. And you think, well, you know, I was probably part of that because I missed a couple of chances or whatever, and we lost two or three games on the trot. Um, but I think it doesn't matter what, what level you are, um, things evolve, um, managers come, players come. And I think at the end of the day, it's the football club that that stays there and is always there for people. Um, like I say, Wickham, even the managers, um, the, the ex-players and managers association, um, every time there's a dinner, there's lots of the old managers turn up. So none of them are sour. Everybody's happy. You know, everybody got treated really well. So, um, yeah. 
It feels as well, doesn't it? Like every sort of almost decade that there's a sort of a, uh, something really special happens, whether it's a cup run or, you know, a promotion or getting to a playoff or, or a trophy. And, and that's, I think that's really special about the club as well and really, really helps to make that kind of history and, and people really, you know, uh, grow to, 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 to love the team even more. Yeah, I think over the years, obviously, um, they've got in playoff finals, they've got promotion, you know, there's been a little bit of relegation, but there's always something happening. FA Cup runs, League Cup runs, um, it's all there and you know it gives gives the, the fans something to look forward to if you have a little FA Cup run or you're in in the mix for the uh, the playoffs which hopefully we can start picking up a few results in the next two or three weeks because there's, there's not a big gap between where we are and, and the, the top six so you just need to um, a little bit of luck string a few results together and hopefully um, even even the, the cup they're in at the moment. You know, two more wins, and is it a Wembley the final? I think. Yes. So you know, like you say, there's there's another little run that I know you don't get masses of crowds at the moment, but if they can get to the final, you'll get thirty, forty thousand people go and watch it. So um, yeah, another little run that's uh, developing. And you must have found when you were playing as well, because it seems a bit more exaggerated now, doesn't it, with, with the, the, the modern game and the way it is. But, but, but you know, fans especially seem to get quite sort of panicked, don't they, if there's a, if there's a run of games without a win. But it's it's all very cyclical and seems to quickly turn around. Yeah, it does. You know, football is, a, as we say, it's a funny little game, isn't it? Um, you know, and, and, and sometimes it is a little bit of luck that goes your way. Sometimes it is the post and goes out. Another day, it is the post and go go back in the goal. So um, you know, and like I say, if Wickham can just pick a few results up, all of a sudden the fans will start getting behind the team again, which they are anyway, I think. But the, you know, you can get another four, five, six hundred people come to watch as well because they've got some nice big games coming up. I think they've got Oxford, Peterborough, you know, which are big, big games for us. So hopefully we can win a couple of those and then all of a sudden you get the buzz back around the club and, and they're away. Because it really feels like the, you know the team's been really unlucky with injury in the first half of the season, and, and you know it's, it's starting to turn around now with with players coming back to fitness, and, and obviously you know injury was something which affected your your career as well. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I had a couple of bad injuries. Um, I broke my leg. I, I was on loan um, Kidderminster from Wickham. Um, I broke my leg, which is one of those things. And, and when I was playing for Slough, I'd done my crew shirt in the ACL, so. Um, Sometimes these things happen, but I still managed to play a lot of games. I think I played <laughs> so. Um, you know, I think I had you know a year out with one of the injuries, and probably four or five months out with one of the other ones. But apart from that, I was quite fortunate. I didn't have many pulls or many strains, um, which keep quite a lot of players out um, for quite a long time. So, um, oh God knows how many games I played in the end. Um, I've probably played six or seven hundred games in my career, maybe eight hundred. So. Yeah, I, I was actually not too bad. So what would you say is the sort of secret to your longevity? Or, <laughs> or the, is there not one, really? I think it was Martin. <laughs> Martin O'Neill. Um, we were sitting in the changing room, I can remember, and um, we'd just won, I think we'd won the League Cup away somewhere, and he said to me, son, you wouldn't be a bad player if you weren't so chubby. <laughs> so I went away, I went away, and I worked my socks off in the pre-season and um, I think I lost half a stone. And I come back and I was at the front of the run, in front of everything. And I think because of that, he gave me a little kick up the backside to think to myself, yeah, you need to make yourself stay fit all the time. And, and even now, I'm pretty fit now. So um, I think it's down to Martin. <laughs> Great advice. We, sh- we should all take that on board, especially in January. <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> awesome, fantastic to speak to you. Really appreciate your time, and it's been really great to, to show your memories and, and relive your time at the club. And, and fantastic that, you, that you're well. Uh, to just uh, tell us what you're, what you're doing these days. I'm, I'm relaxing now. In your, your big I'm armchair sure. near the fire. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, one of my sons plays um, for non-league for North Lee, so I, I've been and watched him a few times. My other lad, he, he um, helps manage team third team, so I go and watch them every so often. Apart from that, chilling, like a bit of fishing. Um, yeah, and that's all I'm doing. I really appreciate your time. It's been fantastic to speak to you, and uh, obviously uh, myself and obviously many people listening as well really enjoy watching you play. So uh, th- th- thank you on behalf of the Wickham fans for, for your uh, excellent contribution. Nice one, thank you very much. Real pleasure to chat to you, thanks for your time. Thank you very much, thank you. Uh, Mark West speaking to us here on Wickham Sound. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Tuesday evenings from 7. Hello, Phil here from Wickham Wanderers, host of Ringing the Blues, which you can listen to right here on Wickham Sound every Tuesday from 7 till 8. We'll have all the action from the game at the weekend, plus a whole host of players and guests associated with the club, plus our weekly feature, Till Death Us Do Part, where Wickham fans remember their favourite memories. Only on Wickham Sound, 7 till 8. The Wickham Wanderers Show, Thursdays from 7. Second part of this week's Wickham Wanderers show. Fantastic to catch up with Mark West. If you'd have told me when I started watching Wickham that uh, I'd get to speak to Mark West about 40 years later, I'd have been very impressed, I think. It was great to chat to you, wasn't it? But also, 40 years ago, would you have thought you'd be on the radio? No, that's a good point. No, I think you wanted to be a hotel manager or something. Really? I don't think so, no. Well, I thought it would have been terrible for that. <laughs> Number 33. <laughs> oh, no, it's 103. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that, are they hotel rooms? Hotel rooms yeah. Oh, I see. Well, they were bus numbers or something. I didn't understand that at all. Takeaway order. Thank you. Uh, still to come, we'll hear from manager Matt Bloomfield, uh, plus uh, news of uh, a former manager as well who'll be appearing on the show. Uh, but first, following their winter break, Wickham Wanderers women have been in action against Oxford City uh, on Sunday, and uh, one of the players who featured there and uh, also has been in uh, a number of positions at the club, as you're here, uh, is... Uh, Crystal, uh, Crystal Follett, who, uh, as you'll hear, is, um, well, her season's going quite well. I've sort of been finding my feet really at Wickham and seeing what's best and seeing how I'm fitting in, being in a variety of different positions, but I don't mind however I can help the team. So do you have a preferred role, or as you say, are you happy to sort of experiment a bit? Yeah, I'd say my preferred role is like a number eight, number ten. But I don't mind. I've been finding myself in right back and in the back line a little bit, which as well, I've I've been ex- I've played there before prior. So I don't mind there as well. Uh, what about going in goal? Is there, are there any areas that you, no you, you chance. Do? <laughs> no chance. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind helping Carl and the, and the players around the hour, but that would I would not be an asset there. <laughs> Quite happy to play a defensive role, but not that defensive. <laughs> Not that defensive, no way. <laughs> and I would I get... quickly find myself out of that position. <laughs> and how have you found kind of your kind of time at the club? Because I guess you know it's been really nice for you to be able to like settle in and, and sort of play a real part in the dressing room as well. Yeah, it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Like coming in, I was it's quite daunting, like stepping up and reveling football as well. I was afraid of like the players how they take on to me, but I think they've taken to me quite well, and I've taken to them 
that's been really enjoyable. Because I guess it's, it's, there's a real nice spread of ages, isn't there, at the club? There's, you know, really experienced players, but, but also, you know, comparatively young players like yourself, but it, it's great how you all fit together. Yeah, so exactly. Like, there's, there's not so many of us that are young, but even still, like, credit to the older ones as well, because they do manage to be a bit immature with us youngster ones, and, but they also have quite a hard head and know when to sort of knuckle us down and tell us to get the right head on, head face on. I've been told off a couple of times by Bobby on the field, just to be mature with it. It's a really nice combination, isn't it, though? Because you all seem so sort of focused, but at the same time, you know, can, can, can really enjoy yourselves as well. Yeah, of course. Like, we all have a laugh. We all get on genuinely, like, off the field, on and off. Like, we know how to go from serious on the field to have a laugh off the field and just enjoy each other's company. And what's it been like for you as well? Because I guess this is the, the highest level that you've played at, too. Yeah, it's, it's been challenging for myself personally to sort of find my own ground and find what I'm comfortable with and obviously being in the different positions it's been a struggle but I've also been enjoying the football like playing and learning new things like learning all the new how to be and how to play with the people around me and to learn that different tactics within the team and it's been so enjoyable but I think also I've struggled myself with little things and having things as well going on, but I'm really enjoying it. It's really nice to play in the higher leagues and have every team be a challenge. And have you noticed your own personal development in your game and also, you know, sort of fitness and the way you approach the game as well? Yeah, a lot of my approach has been different. I feel like where last season I was able to be a bit laid back and I was able to have a couple games where I wasn't at my best and I could get away with it because of the level of football. However, this level of football, I can't do that. And I know that if I do have games where I'm like that, then I need to think how to improve and get better for the team. And how would you say the season's been going overall for you? Because you've had this, this sort of mid-season break, really. If I'm completely honest, and I'm very harsh on myself sometimes, I feel like I don't feel like I'm at my best. I feel like there is room for my improvement. There's room for me to improve and do better. But... um I feel like the season's been going well. I feel like it's been it's been good for me to get into something new and step forward and push boundaries. But yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of room to improve and I'm sure we'll do well continuing on with the season. So what's it been like having this winter break? Has it been really welcome or or has it been quite in a way you a bit sort of rusty getting back into it if you like? Yeah, it's been rusty getting into it playing on Sunday. I didn't play much but I come on and it did make me realise I need to be doing more training. But getting back to training now, I'm enjoying it, doing a bit more fitness work. I am enjoying it. I'm glad to be back, although it's way too cold. It feels illegal to turn football in this cold, but we make it fun. So how did you describe the Oxford game? Because it felt like you, know, you made a great start and then obviously they got back into it. And, and as you say, when you came on, you, you know, you're able to contribute a bit. Yeah, yeah. We started off well, I thought. I thought we started off really well. Like, in the first half, I think we deserved to win and we said at half time when we were 1-0 up anything less than a win we feel as though like we've come back on the back foot and not really got the result we wanted but into the second half Oxford really pushed through and really had really fighted for it and they got an equaliser we then went straight back ahead and they got an equal and then they equalised again but the second half was much more of a fight where the, where the first half was I think it was like fitness levels that got towards the end that started getting to where we need to continue our resilience and our strength and pushing through at the end. But it was a good game, good battle. And at, at the end, it deserved to be a draw. 
I think as well, listening to the manager's post-match comments as well, because I guess supporters wouldn't realise, but you only had one training session, didn't you, in between, whereas normally you'd have two in a week. Yeah, we only had that Thursday prior, when normally, obviously, now we're back at Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Thursdays. But yeah, that's what, I think we needed that little bit more, and obviously, getting back into it, we, we, we knew we were going to be rusty, so even for one point was good for us. So you must be excited for this coming weekend, getting sort of back up to speed again. And, and Woodley, you've got a home game as well, and they're, they're quite uh, up towards the, the top of the division, so it'll be a real test for you. Yeah, and I feel like we've got a lot to show with Woodley. I feel like we're in a good headspace for Woodley. Um, being at home as well, hoping for the right support, and first game of the, at home for the year, hopefully it's a good one. And milder at the weekend as well. Yeah, hopefully it's not, <laughs> as, not as cold. <laughs> And how are you finding the combination, if you like, of, of, of the football and your outside football life as well? Oh, yeah, it works quite well. At, at the beginning, the, first, the, the change from my old club to the new club and back and into college and all of that, it was challenging at the beginning. But now I'm finding my feet and now everything falls into place. I'm busy every single day. If, I'm, if, if it's not college, it's work. And then it's football as well, which I enjoy that. I enjoy my life being always up on the go. And you probably don't realise it yourself, but because it feels you know, you're at such a great stage as well, being sort of a young age that you are, but also that, that really young players uh, look up to you as well, and, and you know, the stage you are at in, in your football journey, if you like. Yeah, of course. I feel like the stage I'm at with football and Wickham has been really beneficial for me to like mature, like not only on the field but off the field. Like some of the players I look at in the club that are really mature and. I think they're really an asset to my personal life as well. They help me with how I am going forward. So it's really enjoyable. It's a good bunch of people I've got around me. And do you feel like it's a really good time to be involved in women's football, especially with the, the rise in popularity as well? Yeah, I feel like the age I'm at and I feel like I'm at the, a good bridge to sort of join it and be a part of it, of the rise in women's football. It's really nice to see. And what would you say were your own kind of personal aims for the, the rest of the season? Just to be helping out and involved as much as possible to enjoy football and I'm hoping we're in the league and we got the league cup I'm hoping we get one of them we deserve to be winning one of them well it's been brilliant to speak to you I wish you great success for the rest of the season thank you very much Colin see you soon great chatting to uh, Crystal who's at uh, college in Langley oh very nice doing sport nice hopes to go to university and become a paramedic I'm good on her for for doing that. Absolutely. It's a very fine career choice. I I think it's very nice that um, very noticeably over the last couple of weeks that, um, well, this season, I think, that there's a lot of uh, similarities between the the men's team and the the women's team, between, like, the uh, environment and the the culture, or, like, you know, it's such a nice family and and stuff like that. That's all I had to say. Oh. Your honour. Sorry. Sorry. I can tell you what serious. the care girls' next games are. Oh, please do, yeah. That's right. It won't become serious very soon, don't worry. Uh, Wickham Wanderers women are playing at Woodley United at home on the 14th of January, which is a... Uh, Tuesday? Is it? No, it must be. Is it? Sunday. No, it's Sunday. It must be Sunday. <laughs> Why Sorry. they played on a Tuesday? <laughs> I don't uh, know. That's a two o'clock kickoff at home. Uh, so that's Burnham. Usually training on a Tuesday. Uh, Eastleigh uh, are away to Wickham, or Wickham are away to Eastleigh on the 21st of January. That's, that must be a Sunday. That's the two o'clock kickoff. Um, and then Wickham Wanderers Women TBC also on a Sunday. the 28th of January at two o'clock. Oh, nice. Uh, you can follow the Chair Girls news uh, on this show and also at WWFC Women on Twitter. What colour kits are TBC? 
I don't know, but Lincoln City's uh, uh, goalkeeping kit is quite something. Oh. Look out for that on Saturday. You've got some other kit news. Yes, hang on. Would you like the notice board section? Yes. Is it broken? A bit slow. Uh, would you like some breaking news then? Yes. It's back beauty started again. <laughs> it's back again. This is how news used to be. Hello from London. Um, the the breaking news is that Taylor Swift's favourite shirt, the Red Third Away kit, is that her favourite? Uh, well, she's got some called Red. Oh. Uh, is available uh, to buy in Adams store, Adams Park store. Adams store. It's been a long day. Uh, or online from next week. Smart, isn't it? The Red. One? Uh, it's, I it, I think it's my favourite. I'm going to say that the green one's quite close. I was going to say, I thought you said the green was your favourite. I, I changed them. Uh, Bristol Rovers, Portsmouth and Peterborough. Uh, we've already played in them. There will be a couple more by the end of the season as well. It's all celebrating uh, Hummel's 100th anniversary. Um, and yes, it's available right now. Not now? here, though, but Adam's, Adam's part. So there's going to be a queue for me yeah, outside. I was going to right? say, yeah. Well, that is good news. That is very good news. Um, some other news is... You've got some Damani news. I have some Damani news. Uh, he has rejoined Rochdale on a loan uh, for the rest of the season. He's made uh, 19 appearances uh, for the club during a loan last year. Uh, began the current campaign on loan to Sutton. Uh, he featured nine times. Uh, Max Cavana has returned from his loan at Ellsbury United as well. Uh, and something that was uh, mentioned at press today with Wickham Wanderers manager Matt Bloomfield, who we're here very shortly, um, is that the good news is that Jason McCarthy and Jasper Patterson are now back on the grass. Yes, but not the grass at the training ground. Uh, no, it was a bit icy today. <laughs> there would have been more injuries. Yes. There was some later uh, training going on at the training ground earlier on but not the main session. Really looking forward to seeing uh, Jason McCarthy returning, so obviously uh, not featured too much this season. No. Great news that Jasper's uh, returning to, to training as well. That, that is really good news. Uh, as mentioned, uh, we spoke to Matt Bloomfield a little earlier on as he prepares for his 50th Wickham game in charge. That's come around quick, hasn't it? That is very quick. Yes. Good. Here's Matt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. We're, um, we're really pleased. The last three games, we've, uh, I think we're averaging 20 shots um, a game, which is which is nice. I feel like we're playing the attacking football that we've been going after for a while. So it's been nice. The The performance levels have been good. Um, it was nice to get a win the other night uh, and get through to the next round. And I thought there were some very good performances in there. The manner of, the manner of I think, the victory was was very good. The manner which we, we started on the front foot, came out the blocks and really attacked the game was, was really nice. Um, and we want to try and carry that on into the weekend if we can. And of course, fans will be excited to be seeing you know, Richard Kearney scoring on his debut as well and great for his uh, start at the club as well. But is that, is that someone that you need to kind of protect a bit as well, really? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been, we've been after Richard for, for a long time. It's been a, it's been a very um, patient process. I sat on a Zoom with his uh, guardians and with, uh, with his agents in September time, I believe it was. Um, he's been on our radar for a long time. Um, he was with us in pre-season. We had to be patient, um, but you know, he's a boy that we, we believe in. We've given him a, a long contract because we believe in him. But at the same time, he's still only a young player who's going to be learning his game. And we have to make sure we protect him in the right manner and use him um, at the right times um, and make sure that, you know, he's able to continue his development. We believe in him and we um, we believe in him as a footballer. We believe that he's going to be a big part of our future. But we have to be careful with how much we heap on his shoulders because he's still a young lad learning his trade. But um, he's showing some good signs. And I imagine a game like Tuesday night was a great opportunity for, for other members of the, the squad who perhaps haven't been playing so regularly to really kind of force their way into, into your plans more as well. Yeah, most certainly so. I think that, um, you know, Chris Farino, for, for instance, um, missed out at Exeter on Boxing Day on the morning of the game with an illness. Um, and then 
Um, you know, Jolo and, and Taff have been very, very good the last few games. He found himself out of the team only through illness. Uh, came in on Tuesday night and I thought was very, very good. Um, you know, Richard Kone utilised that opportunity incredibly well to to show us what he could do. Um, KP, another strong performance in the middle of the pitch. K, KVY coming back from his hamstring injury, obviously played at Exeter and then missed out in the next couple of games. There was plenty of opportunity for the boys to go and play. Um, so... And then that's all you can ask, you know, when when people get an opportunity. And that was my desire as a player. Whenever I got my chance was to try and put it in the manager's mind that I should be playing um, in the league games as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a competition that we've been really keen on doing well in, um, the Bristol Street Motors, and I'm glad we got this far. So it also gives those players who aren't in the league team a, an opportunity to impress, which which everybody did on Tuesday evening. And does SV feel like a, a bit of a new signing as well? It's great to see uh, Sam getting amongst the goals again. Yeah, brilliant. Um, you know, we know how big a player he has been for this football club over the last couple of seasons. Um, unfortunately for him and unfortunately for me and us, um, we've we've not had him as available as, as what we wanted to, as much as what we wanted to. But I think he's shown in the last few games what a, what a big player he is for us. Um, adding a couple of goals to those performances as well. Um, you know, he's a he's a real, you know, has incredible pedigree, um, folks. He's a real, real good character to have around the place and a, a top player. Um, we have to make sure we use him, um, you know, intelligently at times. I don't want to flog him every minute of every game because we want to make sure when he's when he's playing, he's at it and he's and he's ready to produce the kind of performances that he has been recently. So, yeah, um, got a lot of time for Vokes. So I think he's an incredible character, uh, top man, top player, and it's and it's great to have him fit and firing. And looking ahead to the visit of Lincoln on, on Saturday, you're coming up against a team who lost against three 0 in in the summer, but that they'll be coming up against a very different team on, on Saturday, of course. Yeah, um, with a new manager as well, who's somebody I know well. Done done a course with with Scoops, and he's a, he's a good guy, a good person first and foremost. Knows his football, knows his what the job he's doing at, at Lincoln. They've got some new players in their building that they've signed during January, um, so or recalled from loan and and been available now after having them in the building in terms of their front players. So yeah, it, it'll be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. A team that we really respect and the way they go about their business, a well-run club and and what promises to be a, a good game on Saturday afternoon. Should be a fantastic occasion at Adams Park. Three games unbeaten in the league, and as Matt mentioned, uh, only one defeat in the last seven. Yeah, exactly. Josh Scowan is in the uh, Legends Lounge as well. Oh, that's good news. That is exciting. In other player news, Ooh. Uh, next week, I can tell you, uh, we'll be chatting to Sido. Sido, sorry. Sido. John Barty. Very nice. Uh, in behind-the-scenes news, he was due to last week, but he was taking his daughter to Dortmund. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. In other ex-player news, I'm very excited to tell oh, you yes. that we'll be speaking to, uh, in the coming weeks, uh, someone who uh, played for the club. Oh, okay. Uh, managed the club very recently. Uh, okay. So in, yeah, in, who could it be? In fact, was, in fact, the previous manager. Uh, spoke to uh, Gareth Ainsworth uh, this week uh, on his music because the Cold-Blooded Hearts debut album was released in July and we were due to speak to him um, sort of around that time. But He was doing something else. He, he might realise he's quite busy. busy. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, caught up with him. Uh, that is the chat that you'll hear on Chatsworth on Tuesday after 8 and again on Wednesday's mid-morning, which you can catch up with on the Listening Air feature on the website as well. We might put it on the Wicked Wanderer Show feed. Oh, that would be good. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Perhaps with... A little extra. Yeah. With uh, yes, his, his debut album or his band's debut album, The Cold Blooded Hearts. Very oh, nice. Yeah, we'll do a little little tease. He'll be on the show as well. Quite looking forward to that. Uh, what other things can we can we? Based on come back for a, an ex-player session. Yes, yes, that'll be very good to talk about his playing time. Obviously, he came on loan. A lot of people forget that, and yeah. uh, and and was even in the team, well, on the in the squad uh, as a manager as well. He, in some of the cup games, he was on the bench. He, he did a lot. 
Yes. Uh, so make sure if you're not going to the game on Saturday, of course, there'll be full match commentary live on uh, Wickham Sound on 106.6 and on Wanderers TV. And back in the car park as well from uh, 12 o'clock with Rob and team. Uh, milder than the last few days as well, which would be a relief Thankfully, to yeah, and not icy, so that would be, be something. As mentioned, uh, Josh will be in the Legends Lounge. He will indeed. Uh, red shirts will be available in the store. Absolutely. Pre-match drills will be out at some point. It's good yes, this week. Features something that. very funny at the end. Ringing the Blues is, is a good one this week as well. Yeah. I, I said to Phil earlier that I particularly enjoyed this week's, which, which he thought suggested I didn't enjoy some of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I had to backpedal a bit there. No, this week's was especially good with uh, Yuri and other stuff too. All, all very good. Uh, and this is available on a podcast as well. We'll maybe listen to it now. Yeah. yeah. Come on, you Blues. Have a great week. Join us next week for some of the things we just mentioned. Bye.